Hi, this is Roy Jones with Man Talk Radio Podcast. Our mission is to break down the walls of race and denomination. Your chosen Truth Radio broadcast will be starting in just a few seconds. Thank you. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us today. And there is only 19 more days until boot camp. 19 more days till boot camp. So if you want to come, please go to MasculineJourney.org and register. We'd love to have you there. We're right in the middle of going through some of our boot camp topics, obviously in a much condensed version of what we would do at boot camp, but we're doing radio shows on them. And so throwing it out to the group here, who can say the topics that we've done already? There's been three. Anyone? Core desires of a man's heart or Core. the heart of a man. Either one. Wouldn't that be number one? That'd be number one. Poser. Poser would be number two. Right. And Dan- last Danny? week? Wound to healing. Yeah, that's good. That works. Yeah. Let's check the Jeopardy judges. Yes, you did that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <laughs> So, Robbie, this week it's back to you for your topic again. You started it with Core Desires. Right, and now we're back to your topic again because you'll be doing this talk at camp. So you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, well, today's topic is so exciting. When I, I'll never forget it. When I came across it at my first boot camp, I didn't get it, but I definitely thought it was a great concept that we're going to get a new name, as it describes in Revelation. But I want to point out that it's one of the coolest things about boot camp that you'll experience when I hope you'll go register at masculinejourney.org is that these things fit together like a great pool player. If you ever watch somebody play pool excellently, every shot they take lines up their next shot so they can sink it in the hole, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so the one ball, you know, makes way for the two ball, et cetera. So these talks, like, you got to have core desires to really begin to understand the larger story, which is the second talk, which sets up the poser. Well, the poser completely is integrated into the wound, because you need to understand what's standing in the way of you finding the wound. But the two of those talks, between the wound and the poser, line you up perfectly to begin to accept this concept of, wow, I, I, get, a good, I get a new name. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of the things that somebody said from the stage, maybe my second boot camp might have been the first, but one of those times that it impacted me and I've never forgotten it was, that we each bear the image of God. In other words, we reflect him in some way, very uniquely. And you personally, your person, whoever's listening, you reflect him in a way that only you reflect him, the way that you were designed, the way you were created. And if you don't do that, if you don't take on that identity, that reflection, nobody else can. And the whole world misses out. Mm-hmm. All of, all of, The universe misses out on what that would be. And the example would be just like tonight, we're missing Harold, which really is a sad thing because, you know, he was there when God invented all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but nonetheless, when you're not, when he's not here, he leaves a herald-sized hole. You, you know, you can't, you don't have that sense like he's here. If you were normally at the table, not you, a big hole, but it is a herald-sized <laughs> hole. That's uncalled for. Anyway, you get the picture. It's true, but uncalled for. Yeah. And so, one of the things I was so glad about boot camp was, wow, here I have an idea because so many men tell me. I know I've got a bigger purpose. I know that I'm meant to do something more than what it is that I'm involved in and all these things. Well, this talk is aimed directly at helping you see how it is that you do, in fact, reflect God. And the beautiful thing about it is a key ingredient is he's going to be the one that tells you. It's not going to be the guy standing up on the stage, I can tell you that. It's going to be in what we call the covenant of silence. After the talk, you go out and you talk to God and you ask him, what do you call me? Yeah, you know, a lot of guys want to know, and we have a talk called Your Place in the Story. Right. They want to know what my place in this great story that God's creating and has been creating, continues to create and unveil. What's my place? Well, it's really hard to know if you don't know who you are. Right? You got to have an identity of kind of who you are, and that leads you more into the place that you're, the role you're supposed to play. Right. And so... What you don't know is you have what I didn't know. I shouldn't say you don't. You may know it very well that you have an enemy who fears you and has been trying to make sure that you never walk in that identity. And as a matter of fact, every time somebody pops up and begins to reflect God, he doesn't necessarily hate you nearly as much as he hates God. And the way you reflect God really upsets him. So as he's looking across the horizon, every time he sees a little bit of a God image popping up out of the foxhole, bam, he whacks you like whack-a-mole, right? And so one of the ways that he has been whacking you your whole life, and if you knew me well, you'd see, gee, Rob, you have this great big gap between your two front teeth. (laughs) Well, as a kid, a lot of people made that my identity. I'm the guy with the teeth that you could drive a freight train between the two, you know, or whatever it was that they said. And, and that made me feel inferior. And that made me feel like, you know, and so we were getting these labels. Well, those labels, however you found them all your life, you know, Satan would love to pin them on you. So if you were, at, you know, going to boot camp in the days when Desmond Doss did, you know, you would get a label from the sergeant here. And so we're going to give you an idea of how this is not supposed to happen when you hear your new name, it's not coming from the sergeant. You are a very strange looking individual, if you don't mind me saying so, Private. Name? Andy Walker. How long have you been dead, son? Sir? I am not sir! I am Sergeant Howe or Sarge! Sir, you say for useless people! The name is Ghoul, you say? Walker. Sergeant! Ghoul it is! Yes, Sergeant! There's something off in your presentation, Private. Can't place it. Is it your hair? Is it the wrinkle in your trousers. I have a knife in my foot, Sergeant. Oh, yes. Of course. That's it. The knife. What is your name, soldier? Spitty Riker. No. Your name is Private Idiot. Do you know why? Because I have a knife in my foot. Who threw the knife? I did, Sergeant. Private Krasinski. You look part Indian. To what tribe do you belong, son? No, no. I'm, I'm Polish. Wrong. I believe you must have Cherokee or Shawnee blood in you. No, sir. Are you contradicting me? Let me see your Indian war cry, son! I, I don't... What is your animal spirit? Are you a garter snake? No, Sergeant! Are you a chipmunk? No, Sergeant! Are you a dancing reindeer? No, Sergeant! Are you contradicting me, private? No, Sergeant! Good. Then I shall henceforth call you Chief. 
as a sign of great respect to your people. Are you grinning at me, boy, or is that your natural state? No, Sergeant. Name private. Desmond Dawes. I have seen stocks of corn with better physiques. Makes me want to pull an ear off, private. Can you carry your weight? Yes, Sergeant. Should be easy for you, then. Corporal. Sergeant. Make sure you keep this man away from strong winds. Yes, Sergeant. Everyone outside, now! Move it! I said move it! All right, just get him my uniform, Sergeant. Should I ask him, too, Corporal? No memory of it, Sergeant. I believe any man who takes such pride in his natural naked state will surely enjoy the brisk of the outdoors. Now move your privates. Whoa. <laughs> I clipped that in. myself, yeah. Just to show you that we need a professional sitting here in the chair. This is Sam's deal. <laughs> Way to go, Clippy. <laughs> so I'm sure you enjoyed listening, but it's not at all funny. Because when you're the recipient of some of those tags that you got, it was actually a, an opportunity for Satan to try to get you to hide. Because if you hide, you know, you're not going to reflect that. But Andy, you picked a clip that was obviously near and dear to my heart. But I think it's actually near and dear to God's heart. Mm -hmm. And so can you set that up for listeners? Yeah, so it's it's pretty easy. I mean, it's a short clip. And when I was, first talk I did at a boot camp was the new name. And right about that time, I, I started, anytime we're talking about the masculine journey, I'm watching TV or something, I'm looking for stuff. Well, this perfect commercial came on about how whatever you name, I mean, whatever you love, you name. And uh, it's really just about, people naming their trucks and we'll listen to the clip and then I'll talk a little bit about it. And as a Christian car guy, I've, I've said yeah. this for years that, you know, I called red, red. And if you got a favorite boater, just think about when you name your dog or when you think mm -hmm. about the name of that dog. But what I don't, well, you know, what's beautiful about the clip mm -hmm. is that when somebody really does love something, that's when they name it. And if you believe, I mean, with all your yeah. heart that God loves you. Yep. Oh, of course, he's got. He's not got one name for you. I guarantee you, he's got lots. And as you delve into that journey, yep. it's unbelievable. So here's the the clip from the Chevy commercial. I might point out, as my son works for Chevy, <laughs> shameless plug, Terry Labonte to be specific. Okay, here we go. Elvira, Blanca, Chimu, New Blue, Old Orange, Annie, Teddy, Sapphire, Wild Dog, Blue Eyes. Baby, baby, because that's my baby. There she is. Yeah, what I got out of that, too, is, is those were affectionate names. They, you could tell that those people truly love their, I mean, they didn't call them a uh, crappy piece of uh, vehicle that's falling apart or whatever. They gave them something, a good name. And and that's what God does, I think, a lot of times. We're, we're used to the first clip in getting those uh, names like Private Idiot and whatnot. And, uh, you know, just we are not we're, we're disconnected from his love and what he really wants to call us. So but to Robbie's point, though, that was for him. I, I told him that was a gift to him because he was one of the first ones I'd ever heard about talking about actually naming your vehicle. That was years ago before I knew him through the ministry. And it, and it really is. It made an impact on me. I don't know that I ever gave my car a name, but I thought it was really cool. And just in, in what is it? Old Red? You used to talk oh, yeah, about sitting right there. Yep. And you know, you'll take better care of your car if you love it. Yeah. And the name helps you give it some endurance. But, um, you know, Danny, you have a really powerful story on this because, you know, you, you woke up to this, not in a boot camp, but actually in a sermon one time. And it, it greatly impacted your life. 
Yeah, the um, we'll play the the bumping music, "Friend of God" by Israel somebody. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know his last name. He's not a friend, by the way. But um, showed up at church one Sunday and they played this song. First time I'd ever heard it. And then the pastor had a message about being a friend of God and God calling you friend. And like the clip with the sergeant been called lots of things in my life and different. I was the kid people picked on at school for whatever reason. And so teeth were an issue, Robbie and that kind of thing. But, you know, having gone into alcoholism and drug addiction and got sober and the label alcoholic and even sitting in a 12 step room, which I, I truly love is, um, you know, impacted my life, but I was Danny and I'm an alcoholic. And so the, the story goes, I'm probably going to have to finish it after the break. You, know? you guessed it, but that's what, that's kind of how I set it up. <laughs> I hear music. Because <laughs> I know you want to know how Danny heard that and how it impacted his life. I know I do, but guess what? you got a story like that coming your way when you hear your name from God. It's going to happen at a boot camp masklandjourneyradio.org. What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp, basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days purpose for God to come after and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Masculine Journey Spring Boot Camp coming up April 29th through May the 2nd. Go to Masculine Journey. .org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to... P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, me friend Danny yeah so I was in this sermon in this service and as the song played and then as a pastor began to preach I realized that what they were saying scripturally you know, James 2 23 says as scripture was filled which says Abraham believed God and it was imputed in him for righteousness and he was called a friend of God and when God calls you friend it's a powerful thing I can say I'm Andy's friend. But when Andy says, this is my friend Danny, it has a whole nother connotation to it. And so God calling me friend just, just rocked my world. And the revelation was God looks at me favorably. And I, I had struggled with that and still probably struggle with it some to think that this knucklehead that I look at in the mirror, God looks upon me favorably and lovingly and gives me a, a, a term of endearment to call me by. He doesn't, there is no condemnation in him. And that's kind of the, the story behind the song is that, you know, 
I'm not some subhuman that had that wrecked his life. I am a restored, renewed, old things have passed away, all things have become new kind of guy that can walk in the newness of life and walk and reflect that glory that he gives me when I choose to. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Sam? Yeah, one of the things I was thinking about as we played that chorus, right? I don't know how many times it said, I'm a friend of God, but it was quite a few times. (laughs) You made it repeated so you hear it. Yeah, that's the whole point. You know, I think God has to tell us these things so many times so they sink in, right? That's what makes that chorus powerful is because you get to the end and you got to know the next thing coming is, I'm a friend of God. Right, And so if we could only treat the names that God gives us with that same type of reverence, so to speak, to where we start to believe it as we hear it, that's the hard thing. You know, because it feels kind of foreign. What's really weird is we accept the labels the enemy gives us really easy. But to, to take the word of God that is the truest thing seems so hard sometimes. Okay. There's a clip I looked for and I couldn't find it, but in a Tyler Perry movie, I can't remember which one it is. A young girl has trauma in her life, and, and Medea, the character Medea, tells her, it's not what you're called that matters. It's what you answer to. Yeah. And that's kind of the principle behind the thing is that when I answer to I being I think a it friend, was Medea goes to jail. It might have been. <laughs> yeah. might have been. It was a girl in the same cell with her. I remember that line. It was great. I love the line. Uh, um, it doesn't matter what you're called. It's matter what you answer. That's just that's awesome. When I heard that, and it reminded me of a, one of the boot camps, and it was the second name I got from God. And I remember we were going around the room, what what name have you heard? And somebody on the other side of the room said, Beloved Son. I was, oh, that's one he gave me. Ultimately, I think there were five or six out of the 18 to 20 guys there that heard that at that one boot camp. And I don't really remember hearing it since. That's sort of like the friend one. That's one every one of us can claim. We're a beloved son. We're a beloved daughter. And just getting hold of that alone will get you a long way down the road towards getting away from the pose and from the wound. So for me, when, you know, I guess it was my third or fourth boot camp because I'd gone, you know, and I thought this was just a great thing because Revelation 2 talks about it in the white stone and you're going to get a new name if you're an overcomer. And so this particular boot camp went kind of hard for me, and it used to be that I came back to do the Christian Car Guy show on Friday night because Saturday morning, I'd, and they used to do the new name talk on Friday night. So earlier that day, we had played paintball, and I'd gotten slaughtered. <laughs> and I, when, the, when I heard the wound talk, I ended up with this unbelievable headache that I thought had to do with paintball. But the real question that was asked during that particular wound talk where they talked about was your life normal when you were a kid, you know, or were things going weird and you just think that it was just a flesh wound. Well, the fact that I had attempted suicide seemed not all that normal to me. And I was wrestling in my mind, why in the world had I attempted suicide? I knew that I attempted it, but I'd forgotten why I'd attempted it. And the more I thought about it, the worse my headache got until I actually, rather than went to a covenant of silence after the wound, I had to go just lay down and try to get a grip. I was feeling so bad. Came back, heard the new name talk and knew that we were supposed to go out and ask God what he calls us. Well, I'm driving back to Winston from that point in time. Park Springs is the camp we were at. And as I'm driving back, I said, okay, God, what do you call me? 
And he says, Robbie, I, I call you faithful. And I went, are you kidding me? <laughs> I got a name like, I mean, like a dog or something, like old faithful. There's Rob, you know, come on, God, don't I have a cooler name than that? And he was like, Robbie, work with me here, buddy. I mean, work with me. It's, you know, who's the guy that never left either of his parents during the divorce? Who's the guy who's never quit a job, never cheated on a girlfriend, always been there on time for this event and that event? Robbie, you're faithful. That's what I call you. It's 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 really a big deal. <laughs> He's selling me on the fact that yeah. being faithful, that the insanity of this conversation to me at this point in my walk is unbelievable. But that's that's exactly where I was. I wasn't buying it. It didn't make sense to me. Didn't sound real. And then I began to go, okay. Well, they told me that. Satan uses these attacks to pinpoint something. So when he's calling this guy ghoul, he's calling him ghoul to hide something that would actually be his glory. Or when he's calling you private idiot, he, he's saying that specifically to try to get you to hide your glory. And so I thought, well, you call me faithful. How would you attack faithful if you were trying to get faithful to hide? And it hit me like a ton of bricks, betrayal. And my whole life, it was just like it went ding, 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 ding. I could see all this row of betrayals that had happened to me throughout my life. And I went, oh, my gosh. He has been coming after that faithfulness my whole life. And as I began to walk in that, now I guess this has been 10, 12 years now, Sam. I don't know a while. I can't begin to put a value on seeing the times where I was faithful when it was not the popular thing to do, <laughs> where everybody like turned their back on me, whatever. But see, God had called me into those situations then, and, and I realized it's okay not to be a people pleaser. I know everybody thinks you're wrong, but I know I'm being faithful, and I know I, that's who I am. And, and, I, and I walk in that at times and, and, and feel God's pleasure, you know, like you know, the guy in Chariots of Fire, you know, he could feel God's pleasure when he runs. I can feel God's pleasure when I'm faithful to one of my children, to somebody I work with, to one of my customers, to one of my friends, because I know that's, that's the cool thing. Now, the invitation is there for everybody, right? You don't have to come to a boot camp. It'd be really good. We're going to help, help you on that. We're going to give you information that's going to help you isolate it but it's available to everybody. So, Robbie, question for you. Um, what happens when you don't walk in that uh, name of being faithful? Like, what does that do to your heart when you're in a situation where you feel like you can't be faithful? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to crawl under. I'm like, it's yeah. it's a very, very, very difficult thing. And I've been clearly put in that position many times in my life where I had to betray somebody, and oh man, I mean, it, it's devastating. That's how one of the ways you know your your name is really true, right? It, what what does it do to your heart when you can't live in it when you want to? Right, it was the same thing for me. One of the names he gave me was loyal, and it really is very hard for me when I'm put in a situation where I f feel like I can't be loyal, loyal to something I promised, some loyal to an expectation that I know was set those types of things, it really just eats at me. And I know, okay, that's really got to be a part of who I am at my core, like God said, because it really tears me apart when I have to betray it. Right. So I got one other clip. 
wanted to get in. It is from the movie Le Mis, which we actually use a completely different clip from this in the in the actual talk. But it, it introduces a character by the name of Jean Valjean. And at the very beginning, you're seeing a, this wonderful picture of grace where actually, to an extent, his life is saved by a man that could have turned him in and sent him back to prison. And it says, I'm ransoming you from darkness. But although the fact that he was ransomed, he didn't walk in his identity. In fact, he hid because he was <clears throat> still on parole, still had a past yellow passport, and throughout the movie, he continues to hide. And the thing I want to point from this is it takes you through the movie and the different things that are said. But he has a guy that is really the self-righteous guy in the movie, and he's really the older brother in The Prodigal Son. If you understand the story of The Prodigal Son, there is an older brother who is there always accusing you of not measuring up to what the father had in mind. And when you hear the very last part of it, Jean Valjean finally claims his identity and, of course, the older brother says, I knew it. Jean Valjean, my brother, I've ransomed you from fear and hatred. You've promised to become a new man. Promise? One day I stood in front of a window full of bread. There was just glass between me and not being hungry anymore. So I broke it and took what I wanted. And then they caught me and put me in chains for almost 20 years. They took my dignity. Jean Valjean is a thief. He attempted to escape four times. He must be exposed and punished. Inspector Javert is here to see you. I won't stop. I won't let you go. Understand? You might be making a mistake. An honest man has nothing to fear from the truth. Will you look after Cosette? Cosette will always be safe with me. He will not go free while I am in charge of this post. Cosette, we have to jump. Cosette, I promised your mother I would take care of you. I remind you that what you say may destroy a man's life. Please tell me what this is all about, Papa. Look at me. You recognize me? I am the man you want. I am Jean Valjean. I knew it! Yeah, have you got someone in your life, Andy, that knew it? <laughs> You're talking about my friend? Yeah. So, yeah, I did have a friend that came... Um, Oh, I timed it absolutely wrongly. So you know what's going to have to happen? We'll, we'll talk about it on the after, after hours. After hours That's is right. coming up for those who listen to the podcast. Of course, you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to listen to the podcast of After Hours, where you can hear Andy's story. we got stories coming from a lot of people here tonight, Rodney, etc. But right now, just think about, man, how cool would it be to help to have God come in there and speak into your identity? And what would it mean to come be with us at boot camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Starts April 28th through May the 3rd, right? 29th, excuse me, they're correcting. May 29th through April 3rd. This is the Truth Network.